Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. I am your host, Ian Altman. Referrals. We would love to get our existing happy clients to refer us to other potential clients. Why is that so valuable? Well, it's the same reason why we tend to favor products that we see on platforms like Amazon as a consumer that have many five-star reviews and very few negative reviews. See, as a B2B customer, we wanna make sure that we're likely to get the results or outcome that the company alleges you'll receive. And so we wanna get confirmation from other people that, yep, this stuff actually works. So I can either reach out to people cold and rely on my case studies and things like that, or I can have a warm introduction from someone who's already had a great relationship with us, already had a great experience, and now that trust gets passed along to the other potential client. Now, that isn't the way it usually comes across. So generally what happens is somebody is looking for a referral, and the referral basically sounds like this. It sounds like, hey, I'm wondering if it's okay. I'd like to share your mobile number, home address, favorite lunch spot with somebody I know who's trying to sell stuff. They're going to harass you from now right up until the time, maybe like a week past when you file a restraining order against them. Is that okay? (laughs) And the other person is like, "Um, no, And maybe you can get someone to refer you to their enemies, but probably not their friends. So what's the right way to actually get referrals? How can we actually get a referral from somebody that helps us? Well, the first thing we have to do is confirm that the person from whom we're asking referral loves us. Because if if it was a place that you didn't really like, imagine you go to a restaurant, you're like, yeah, it's just okay. And that restaurant says, can you refer us to other people? Well, what are you going to do? Tell people, hey, by the way, you should check out this restaurant. I thought it was just okay. That's not really a great referral. In fact, it probably works against you. So instead, we want to start by validating and verifying the results that they got. And you might say to them, look, I remember when we started this project. Here are the issues that you were facing. Here's how it was impacting your business negatively. Here's why you said it was so important to solve it. And then we talked about what success was going to look like. And these are the results you were looking for. Zero to 10, how well do you feel that we achieve those results? If they give you a number that's below nine, that would be any number eight or below for those keeping score at home or not terribly proficient in math. If it's below nine, now is not the time to get a referral. In fact, it gives you an indicator that says maybe we haven't delivered well enough to earn repeat and referral business from this particular client. But let's say they give you a nine or 10. They said, oh yeah. Wow, you guys have really crushed this. It's phenomenal. I know that in the world of same-side selling, we have clients who have had extraordinary growth. We reach out and say, so zero to 10, how well do you think we've done achieving those results? And they say, wow, you know, we went from 17 million to 100 million in three years. Great. Can you think of one or two other clients or people you know who might be experiencing the same thing you were experiencing when we started? and would like to be in the same place you're in today. See, what it means is that if they've had a great outcome, then now we're asking them to think of other people who may want to follow the same journey that they were on. 
Because if they're solving these types of issues, there's a good chance they know other people, either within their organization, different departments, or in other businesses who might be facing a similar challenge. If you wanna get top results for your team, take a look at the Same Side Selling Academy. Just visit samesideselling.com to learn more. Now, when we set this up, what I want you to recognize is that we're not looking for the favor for us. The recipient of that referral should not feel like the client has done you as the vendor a favor. Rather, the correct way to get a referral is for the recipient to feel like they're getting the favor that says, look, we were having this problem and it was really adversely affecting our business in these ways. It was really important for us to address. We reached out to these folks. They came in with this approach and six months later, all those problems went away. We've seen amazing results going forward. I thought you might appreciate an introduction to see if maybe they can help you. What we've just done now is pivoted it. So now it's, we know you're having this sort of issue where it seems like you are, and these other people might be able to help you get a similar outcome to the one that we've realized. So now there are a couple of things that happen. One, I've just passed along that trust and results through your existing client to the new potential client. So they say, oh yeah, we had this problem. They're also explaining here are the issues we had and why it was so important for us to address it that might help that new client say, oh yeah, those are big issues for us too. And now it's, I thought you might appreciate an introduction. Would you like me to make one? Now, when we reach out to our client to get that introduction, what we want to say to them is, so can you think of one or two other people who might be in a similar situation you were in and would like to be where you are today. Yeah. What's the best way to make that introduction? Typically, would you like to do that during uh, over a lunch, phone, or email? Nowadays, more often than not, people say, oh, probably an email intro. Okay. How about I draft something for you because I don't want to create extra work for you. You can copy and paste, edit as you see fit. When I send that note, what I'm going to say is, Whatever they confirmed about their issue, impact, importance, and results, I'm going to put that in there concisely. So it might say something like, hey, we were having this issue in our business. Here's how it was adversely affecting us. And it was really important because of these reasons. Here's what we achieved in terms of results. It sounds like from our previous conversation, you might be facing a similar challenge. I thought you might appreciate an introduction to these people, to so-and-so, because they said they, you know, they'd know, they love to talk to you and learn about whether or not they might be able to help. Now, this is where I differ with some people who I have great respect for, where when I say, can you think of one or two other organizations, other people who might be experiencing that same issue, there are some people who say, well, actually, you shouldn't ask for one or two, you should ask for all of them. And what I'd like to suggest is that if you ask me for everybody I know, I'm thinking, well, no, I don't want you to harass these other people. But if I said, can you think of one or two who might be in a similar situation? Our brain works in a very interesting way. If I ask you, do you know anybody who fits this profile? Your brain kind of creates a bucket with all the people in it, almost without names. If I ask you, can you think of one or two people in that situation? Your brain lists out person one and person two. If I deliver great results for that person, I can always come back to you and say, hey, I know you referred me to Sally. We did some work with them. 
What kind of feedback have you heard from Sally? Oh, she loves you guys. Great. Can you think of one or two other people who might be in that similar situation that you were in or Sally's in? And now I've done a great job for Sally. I can ask Sally for one or two as well. We usually don't have a shortage of opportunities. We have a shortage of the right opportunities. And this gives you a way to get input from people about the one or two people you're most likely to help so you don't waste time and they don't feel like they're just throwing all the people they know under the bus to be harassed. So a couple key points. I wanna summarize this for you so you've got a clear action plan. One, we don't look for referrals until we've confirmed that we've delivered results for that client or prospect because if they don't love us, the referral isn't gonna be that great. Second, we wanna make sure that if they've got great results, that we're actually asking them who else might be in a similar situation you were in, would like to be in this, this new position that you're in, And then it's a matter of, can you think of one or two who fit that profile? We then draft the email for them, and we get that introduction, and then we verify results, and we circle back. Try that approach next time when it comes to referrals, and I believe that you'll see dramatic growth in your business, and it's going to be focused on the people you can help the most and not wasting time with chasing rainbows for people who just aren't a fit. There's a topic you'd like to see on the Same Side Selling Podcast. Drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. I'll see you next week on the Same Side Selling Podcast. So long.